It's time for the Press Box with Brad and John. Well, I can't believe it. 92 yards and Lindsey really got in a foot race. I broke my chair. I came right through a chair, a metal steel chair with about a five inch cushion. I broke it. The booth came apart. The stadium, well, the stadium fell down. Now they do have to renovate this thing. They'll have to rebuild it now. The Stonars are home. Sedwell awaiting the snap. The spot. The kick is up. The kick is down. Somebody has run out on the field. Some goofball in a hat and a red shirt. Now he takes off the shirt. He's running down the middle by the 50. He's at the 30. He's bare-chested and banging his chest. Now he runs the opposite way. He runs at the 50. He runs at the 40. The guy is drunk, but there he goes. The 20. They're chasing him. They're not going to get him. Waving his arms, bare-chested. Somebody stop Look that out. man. Here comes the blue coat. Oh, they got him. Here comes coming the blue from coat. The left. Oh, and they tackle him at the 40-yard line. Watson takes a snap, rolls right, looks into the end zone, Hunter up the cut it, touchdown, 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 with a second left, Watson hits Renfro, and Clemson grabs a 34-31 lead. Now, Brad Sinketh and John Hyde with the Press Box on the Roar. Good morning and welcome to the Press Box. Brad Singham here with John Hyde broadcasting live on this Thursday, February the 29th, 2024, leap year, leap day, and John's birthday. Good morning, my friend. How are you over there today? Doing well, Brad. How are you doing this morning? Happy birthday, John! Thank you. We just did the math and realized that you are younger than both of my children. That is correct, yes. By two days of my youngest. You are the same age today. Yes, we are. Nine. <laughs> Poor John only gets his birthday. Once on, every four years. Well, just, yeah, on the, on the leap year. And so you are a uh, whopping nine. How did you get a job at nine years old at the Roar? That's pretty impressive. I don't know. I, I don't know if you know, the management really look into the resume, do the background check and all that. I don't know, but... Well, actually, you were a lot younger. You were a like, lot younger. Yeah, I've been here a while. <laughs> you were like seven, six yes, or seven, I, yeah, I was when, seven you started. when I started here. Uh, that uh, well, that that gives me hope. Maybe I can get my son to start working here soon too. Start paying some bills, paying some rent. Free Brad's kids. Come on, man. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Free them to work. We have child labor laws in this country. What are we doing here? Yeah, yeah. Put that in quotation marks. John's working, so and he works a yeah, lot. Yeah, so, so much. For, <laughs> yeah, so much for the child labor laws. They're not helping out John Height, that's for sure. Hey, uh, got to give a shout-out here to Alan and Belton. He's 14 today. Let's go. <laughs> Thanks for getting on the Ask Covering Text line, Alan. Happy birthday. Shouldn't y'all be in school? Uh, <laughs> no, know. no, I do not need to go back to school. I'm, I'm sure there are people at Clemson, if they heard that right now, would be in terror thinking well, of me being of a student again. They're probably not going to let you back in school. They don't want be in their best decision not to do that again. Well, it, Regardless, happy birthday you. to you, and I know it's a, um, a special day when you get to actually have your, your birthday and you're not picking and choosing between the 28th and the 1st. It's weird. Is it really? Yeah. It, it, so it feels weird when you have your It leave. does, yeah, because it's, you know, three out of four times you, you have you got to pick a day. Do you do you pick the day just based on what day of the week it is? or, or? Normally March 1st, because my grandfather explained to me as a small child when I would try to celebrate on the 28th that in a regular year, 
that would make no sense because your birthday wouldn't have happened. Yet. Right. You're not technically that age. Yes, he he passed on that, and then my um, opinions on Notre Dame are two things I care. Thanks to my grandfather. There. He gave you your he gave you your your actual he gave the day that you celebrate your birthday and your hatred for Notre Dame. Yes, that's a good that's a good grandpa. Right Absolutely, there. <laughs> that's only two things you needed in life. To Thank be you, Pop Pop. Yeah. Appreciate him being a part of your life and uh, guiding you in the correct direction. There might be some Notre Dame hate on today's show. I'm just going to go ahead and warn you now. Maybe, potentially, when we get to what's going on. At least there's a reason why I have it. In the college football playoff conversations, we'll get to that. Clemson football back on the practice field as of yesterday. We're going to have Jason Priester from allclemsontigers.com join us in a little over an hour to give us a first-hand account of what he saw at practice. We'll discuss some of the news. We'll get to some of the some of the personnel discussions uh, that came out of yesterday. Dabo Sweeney, of course, spoke with the media and had a lot to say, so we'll dive into some of that throughout the show today. We'll do some college basketball, college baseball. We'll, we'll do a little, bit, a little bit of that with Jason as well because the big series gets started tomorrow down in Columbia. So we'll start talking about Clemson and South Carolina and what that series is going to mean. So, a lot to do, really is. Clemson softball yesterday, there's just a lot to get to, I think. Women's basketball over at Clemson, or not at Clemson, but on the road at Wake tonight, and we'll have that game here for you on the roar. So, it's it's a pretty busy time, and we'll, we'll keep things rolling. A lot of news to get to as well uh, from uh, yesterday and this morning. 654-7627, you want to get in here on the roar, 105.5, 97.5 theroarfm.com and going to have a fun Thursday. Remember, we did Daniel Shirley yesterday, so no Daniel today. Uh, just Boy, that really messes up the week, by the way. It, it messes up my whole scheduling, uh, just in my in my brain. Oh, absolutely. But We well, are creatures of habit here. Absolutely. Uh, combine going on. Today's the first, today's the first day they're on the field, I believe. I think, I think that's true. I think it's Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Yeah. Uh, today's the first day they're actually on the field. I think it's linebackers and is it line, D, D linemen. Maybe it's D linemen and linebackers. I today. think so. Yeah. Uh, so we'll um, we'll see if we get anything. Uh, they're not, not going to start till this afternoon, I assume. But we'll we'll see what comes out of that uh, and talk more probably about it on tomorrow's show um, and figure out what's going to happen the rest of the weekend with the NFL scouting combine. Six five four roar. Adams Coverping text line and the phone lines. Uh, John, give me one thing, and we're, we're going to kind of work our way slowly today through some football topics, but give me one thing from Dabo Sweeney that stood out to you that he had to say yesterday. Just give me one. Just, just one? Just one. I now. can only pick one. You can only have one. Well, if I could only pick one, then I'm going to go with, as he, as Coach Sweeney said, be the fastest D lineman they've had. Peter Woods going to be playing some defensive end. Now, do you take this as he's going to be primarily a defensive end? Yes. Yes. That's the that's the way I took it. Yeah. Same that here. As when you're starting out with the first defensive line unit, it would be Peter Woods, TJ Parker, DeMonte Capehart, Peyton Page. Yeah, that, that would be my four. Yeah. Okay. Sign, sign you yeah. up for that. Yeah. You can win some <laughs> ball games with that unit. Uh, this this takes care of a couple of things. One, we don't have to have the, the question all off season long. Do you play him at the end? Do you not play him at the end? Like, how much do you play him at the end? 
don't have to have that conversation. So thank you, Coach Sweeney, for just coming out uh, yesterday afternoon and just clearing that up for us on the very first day of spring practice. I mean, what, what efficiency from the head coach. Honestly, best birthday present I could get right there. <laughs> just comes out and says, hey, Peter Woods, he's going to be playing defensive end. We don't have to play the what-if game for seven months about it. Love that from him. So we, we're much appreciative. And then this takes care of defensive end. Now you've got T.J. Parker, and now you've got Peter Woods, and you're moving forward, and it's not this huge competition. They're literally moving forward in collapsing <laughs> pockets. Probably so. Uh, so that that takes care of what we labeled as maybe the biggest question mark on the entire, you know, one deep. On the right? defensive side of the ball, yes. On the starting unit, I think our biggest question mark going into 2024, we've discussed it many times. We did a whole show, I think, on defensive end. Yes, we have. But that was our biggest question mark was, what are you going to do there? Like, who's it going to be? Can you get enough production? Now there's no there's no question of who it's going to be. And I don't think there's going to be a question of production. No. Because of how talented Peter Woods is. I've said this a couple of times, John, and I'll, I'll say it again. Every once in a while in my career doing this, and I've, I've come across a player that you just know is good. Like, you just... You see him a couple of times, and you're like, "Greatness! This is going to be a you know NFL yeah. high NFL draft pick." Like you, just, you there, there's only been a handful of those guys that I've seen before. I really got to see them play like extended amounts of time, right? Like you just whether it's practice or one game or whatever, you just know Peter Woods is in that category. I just knew, I just knew. I saw him and said, "It's going to be great." Not good, great. Who else? if you can think of at the top of your head, would fit into that category to kind of put into some context of guys you've seen over yeah. the years that would be like, oh, that's a dude. T. Higgins. Okay. Uh, in terms of, like, playmakers, he's probably, yeah, probably one up there. Uh, obviously, Trevor Lawrence. But he, yeah. he was so hyped in Ballyhoo. Everybody knew that, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You didn't have to be any sort of analyst or scout or working in an NFL front office for 30 years You to can know. know ball and not know ball to know that Trevor Lawrence was going to be right. good at throwing the football. That's sort of cheating on the yes. uh, question you're asking me. Uh, Jadavian Clowney, I but, saw yeah. him. I saw him in, in one practice, and I went, "Oh my lord, no one's going to block him for three years." Now, when he didn't want to be blocked, he didn't get blocked. But that's a different story. But we're not having that conversation today, right? But was he not a top NFL draft pick? Yes, he was the number one pick. But you, but I knew. Now he was also, you know, extremely, extremely hyped and everything. But, right. But I, I, I always sort of pull the reins back on freshmen. But when I saw him play. I knew, and and I think, I think Marcus Lattimore was also in that in that category. Those are probably the top four. And now I put Peter Woods in that category of guys. That the, I saw him at practice. Didn't have to go to a, to a game situation. I just saw him at practice and knew greatness was there. That, That's elite company right there with Jadavian Clowney, Marcus Lattimore, and T Higgins. Yeah, I'm, I'm not saying there. Are, I haven't seen other great players. Yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm not ranking great players. I'm ranking when I knew before I had to know. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they were great. <laughs> They, they passed the eyeball test. Yes. Not not good. I'm not talking about good. I mean great. Like, we're talking, they're going to make millions upon millions of dollars in the NFL and play long pro career. Now, of course, Marcus Lattimore, unfortunately, got hurt. Sure. Uh, but had he not, there was no question he was on his way to an enormous NFL career. Oh, no doubt in my mind. And I mean, even Clown, he's, he's played so long. He's made so much money. I mean, in some ways, I think you have to... I know he was, some people consider him a bust. I, I don't know that I do at this point anymore. Clowney? Yeah. No. I mean, you can, Man's played in the de- been in the league for over a decade. Yeah, and he's played for some really good team. Look at Baltimore. You know, was that not a good team? Yeah, and I also, I mean, 
to be able to stay in the league and be able to change his game over the years yeah. as he has gotten older to be a role player and not try to have to be the guy over there to find a a spot within the unit of that defense and make it work. No, I, I think Javion Clowney's had a very good NFL career. Not going to be legendary, not going to be probably Hall of Fame worthy, but I've seen a lot of other, I've seen a lot of high draft picks not do anything in their careers. Who's the guy that the 49ers took a few years ago? Solomon Thomas? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he, he could be Solomon Thomas and do practically nothing. Nothing. In his career. So, yeah, I think that's, if I, if I were to make a list, I, I think that's kind of what it would be. But Peter Woods just, I, I, I don't know, I just, I just knew, you know, I, I didn't need a lot of sample size. I didn't need, well, you know, pump the brakes on a, on a freshman kind of thing. It's like I saw him. Well, I don't know. He's only 6'2". I right? saw him move. I, I saw him move better than anybody else on the field that's even remotely close to his size. And I just, you know, it was just easy to see. Now, I mean, what does that mean for his transition to defensive end? That's going to be fun to watch. I mean, he's a really good tackle. And that's that's the only, like, downside to this, right, if you're the Clemson staff, is you're taking away an NFL defensive tackle. But, and it's kind of what I feel like Coach Finney was saying yesterday, when you have multiple NFL defensive tackles already in that room, <laughs> you have the ability to, to move around. Yeah. You hope that it's it's the sum of, of all of that, right? Like, yeah. You know, He's great pushing the pocket, and he fills gaps. And he can be – I'm not I'm not comparing him to Aaron, Aaron Donald, but I'm just saying he can be like an effective pass rusher from an inside position. And that's – there's very few of those anywhere. It's why Aaron Donald makes so much money. His first step is going to give right tackles just problems. How explosive he is coming out of that stance – and, you know, it's, it's one thing you kind of always say in football, too, like the low man wins. Because he's not a six five six six pass rusher, he can win some leverage battles. With his strength and the explosiveness of that lower body, he can get up underneath and almost just bull rush people. Yeah, it, it's going to be fascinating from a technique standpoint to see the different ways that he gets in the backfield. Like, we, we think edge rusher means you got to be first step by your guy, Coming around the corner and gotta just, do the Dwight Freeney spin move and all yeah, this. Yeah, just just knocking the quarterback's head off. I don't know that he has to, like he his strength and his lower body strength is incredible. Like he should be able to push tackles into the quarterback yes. or into a backfield to disrupt what's going on back there and from I, from a defensive end position. You know, and, and we talked we talked about this. I remember last year going into the season where Clemson has had you know high sack totals, but. They don't normally come from the defensive end pass rush position, right? The edge specialist. Think of the openings this is going to give Barrett Carter and Khalil Barnes and the way that Wes Goodwin likes to blitz everybody. Because of the double teams that Peter Woods was commanding on the inside, now he's going to be on the outside. It's very hard to double team, like to kick a guard yeah. out. Or you're going to have to use yeah. a tight end. Or you're going to have to do something. Chip him. Yeah. Which, which gives away what you're running and opens, makes it a little easy. Yeah. Opens up a lot of things. Yeah, it does. It does. Because if you think about it, if with his with strength and explosion, if we're talking about he can push right tackle, especially back into that quarterback, well, there goes the pocket. Now he's out of the pocket. Yeah. You're throwing on the run, and things have greatly improved for your defense. I think it's a lot easier. I won't say easier. None, none of it's easy for a quarterback when someone's breathing down your, 
your neck. But it, it, to me, it's a little bit different when the pressure is coming. Like, you know it's a speed guy. And you know you have X amount of time. Like, you, you can time this. They do this. This is math. You can see how long it takes a guy to get to you, and you can time it, and you know how much time you have in a pocket. But when that pressure is coming because the, the tackle is being pushed back into the backfield and you can see it in your you know the corner of your eye coming, I, I think that's vastly different pressure that a quarterback feels. Does that make sense? Absolutely. Like, you know he's going to come around the edge. You know you've got X amount of time to get rid of that ball. Especially when you can step up into the pocket when you're doing that. But, but, if you, but you can't step up in this case if, if, the, if the tackle's coming back into you. Correct. So I guess that's the, the benefit of using a, a defensive tackle at end who just happens to be just whatever you want to play him at kind of guy. 654, we'll talk more comes to football today. Uh, again, we'll get to some uh, college basketball and more coming up throughout the show. Don't go anywhere. Access to the internet is critical for educational success. If you have a child in grades K through 8 in Oconee County Schools or K through 12 in Pickens County, your family qualifies for receiving $30 off your internet bill each month, regardless of your income level. At Upcountry Fiber, they want to make sure your child has the ability to connect and succeed. Visit upcountryfiber.com forward slash ACP or call 888-760-2111. At Upcountry Fiber, we're here for you. It's time to party with Buff City Soap. Book your next birthday party, corporate event, or girls' night out at Buff City Soap to make memories with your friends, coworkers, and family. To book your event, visit buffcitysoap.com and click book your party. It's that easy. Whether you choose custom mini bath bombs or soap, you'll be the party hero with this truly unforgettable soap-making experience. Shop Buff City Soap, Arrow Village Shopping Center in Clemson, and the shops at Green Ridge in Greenville. Book your party to remember with Buff City Soap. Looking for a job with a company that's focused on family? Glen Raven's Anderson Plant, maker of high-quality Sunbrella products, is hiring now. As a family-run company offering competitive hourly rates to help you support your family, you'll enjoy premium benefits, including a pension program and much more. You'll qualify for a $1,500 sign-on bonus, and once you're hired, if you refer someone who gets hired, you'll get a $2,000 referral bonus, too. If you're experienced or willing to be trained, apply today at join.sumbrella.com. Clemson Nation, this is former national champion Ben Boulware. If you live in Anderson, Greenville, Clemson, or Malden, South Carolina, and you're looking for the best birthday suit in town, come get tailored at www.thejunkyardfitness.com. Come by and see us at our four locations in the upstate of South Carolina. Your first week is always free. We're talking with Eric Snyder of Snyder Tree Care. What makes tree care in the upstate different than other parts of the country? In Greenville, Anderson, Easley area, we have a lot of bugs and disease. We have a long growing season, so there's lots of opportunity for bugs to attack our trees and shrubs and, and different cycles for different bugs. But we're seeing really good results with keeping up with the programs to take care of our trees and shrubs. Leave it to Schneider Tree Care. Hi, I'm Henry Winkler. My eyes are very important to me. My eyes connect me with everything I love. I loved my late father-in-law dearly. He always lit up a room, but his vision dimmed with age. He had age-related macular degeneration, or AMD. And since partnering with Apellus, I've learned there's an advanced form of dry AMD called geographic atrophy, or GA. 
His struggle with vision loss made me want to help others know about GA's warning signs. For some, colors appear dull or washed out. For others, hazy or blurred vision make it hard to see details, like fine print on price tags. Many have trouble seeing in the dark, making driving at night difficult. GA gets worse over time and cannot be reversed. If you think you have GA, don't wait. Treatments are available. Ask a retina specialist about FDA-approved treatments for GA. And go to gawontwait.com. Attention golf cart fans, Salty Fries has expanded to Greenville, bringing us the number one number golf cart, the Icon EV, voted by thousands to be the number one overall best golf cart brand and the best street legal golf cart in 2023. Come experience the difference. Best yet, Salty Fries golf carts of Greenville can customize the Clemson-themed golf cart of your dreams. Save up to $2,000 during the end of the model year closeout sale. Salty Fries on Highway 183 in Piedmont and at SaltyFriesFRYES.com. Powered by Upcountry Fiber, we are 105.5 and 97.5 The Roar. Providing fiber internet, HDTV, and phone service, Upcountry Fiber is a stronger connection. Crank it up and embarrass your children. The Roar, where every day is game day. Back here live on the Roar, press box with Brad and John. Go check out friends over at everlawnliving.com. If you are a loved one looking to get the most out of life and live in luxury, beautiful aesthetics, thoughtful design, premium amenities, and no upkeep of a traditional home. It's for adults 55 and up. A lot of their residents are in their 70s and 80s, and they just want to get the, they don't want to be in an assisted living home. They want to live life like they want to. Apartment style comes with Wi-Fi and cable TV, washer and dryer in every unit. There's studios, one bedroom, two bedroom, and it's all-inclusive pricing over Everlawn Living in Clemson. 150 Pershing Avenue. Go by and see them. Go to their website, everlawnliving.com. Find out more information. They'd love to, to show you around the facility and let you meet some of the great people who live there, who work there. It's a really good environment. It's great people to be around. It's really nice. Go check them out. Everlineliving.com today. Get to a lot of Clemson football throughout the show. We're going to have Jason Priester on in an hour from allclemsontigers.com. He was live on the scene yesterday at practice. We'll get some of his observations and what uh, what he picked up on and some of the personnel stuff. And, you know, we're talking about some of the things that, that Coach Sweeney had to say yesterday you know one thing that stood out to me and I, I mean John went with the right direction I think I think Peter Woods was the headline of yesterday moving from defensive tackle to defensive end and John asked me in the first segment guys that I saw like in practice like early you know who do, who do I compare Peter Woods to and I, I gave a list of names I'm I, I didn't see some there's some guys some great ones again it was not a a uh, list of the only great players I've seen it was just the ones that I saw that very first time and just knew, uh, generally at, at, at practice, most of the ones I saw that I'm talking about, in fact, all of them that I saw that I talked about were at practice. Um, Peter Woods certainly on on the list, and I think he's going to be, I, I don't I don't think I'm speaking out of line, John. I, I think he's a first-round NFL talent. Yeah, I think when it's all said and done, I tend to agree with you. 
And it's amazing how many people across the country who, you know, really know college football. Yeah, it's sort of been like kind of this quiet thing. They're like, man, that Peter Woods dude. Wow. You know, it's because he's not he's not a flashy guy. Now, he may be as a defensive end. He's gonna be, but, you know, defensive tackles don't put up gaudy numbers and, you know, make sports center highlight reels and get all not the many of them. <laughs> they don't they don't get invited to New York for the highs. You know what I mean? Like this just it's not a game that's created for them to be this like well known um household name, this hot commodity on the cover of, you know, college football twenty five, you know, stuff like that. Yeah. They're just not. Uh but people who know the game can see Peter Woods play and be like, Yeah, he's gonna be in the NFL as soon as he's eligible, he's going to be a pro, and he's going to be a really good one at that. Yeah, body size, first step, speed. Not many guys look like him and can move like him. Correct. So I think I think you were right to say that that was maybe the lead story coming out of Coach Sweeney yesterday is moving him over to defensive end. We can talk more about that when we get with Jason on what that's going to look like. But also the thing stood out to me from Coach Sweeney was that he was late for the for the media gathering yesterday you know why he was i know that would stand out to you as a man who is a veteran of press conferences and who's uh spent many many moments of my life waiting on coach Sweeney to come into the room uh but he was i wasn't there yesterday but he was a little late because he was having a meeting with the team and he said they were so excited and they were so animated now I, i don't know exactly what that what the context behind that word means but that was what he used they were animated about the start of spring ball. And he said, that's why you love doing this. He said, that's why I love it. The players were pumped to get on the field and start spring practice. I I, I don't know. That, I'm not saying that means a dang thing come August 31st. I'm not saying that. But you would much rather have that than oh, the Oh, we got to go to practice. I don't want to go to practice. But I think what it speaks to is what we talked about last week with Landon Walker when we had him on the show last Friday. And he was talking about when you're coming off at least a positive end to the season, guys are leading. Remember he said that. He said the, the, the players are leading in practice. The players are leading and bringing the energy. The coaches don't have to produce it. When you're coming off a bad year where you ended poorly, and Clemson didn't accomplish the goals they wanted to last year, but they at least ended the year on a positive note. When you don't do that, the coach has got to give you a little more pushing. Coach has got to bring the energy. It sounds like to me the coaches don't have to bring the energy to spring ball. And I, I, me personally, I think that's important. It sets a tone for your entire team. And for, and for people who are going to go, oh, this don't mean anything, blah, blah, blah. It may not, but I go back to 2018, and I remember... Christian Wilkins. I remember Cleveland Furl, Dexter Lawrence, those guys going, we were so mad at how the season ended in 2017 and that loss of the Sugar Bowl to Alabama. This was different. This wasn't success. This was failure. But they were so mad. They, they, they took spring ball as serious as any group ever has. They turned it into, into fall camp. I'm telling you, they, I, I promise you they did. They made it so serious. And they were challenging dudes. And they were bringing the energy, and that they were determined they weren't just gonna just let's just go through spring ball and just you know halfway do it. What did that team end up doing, John? I believe, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, that they were the first team in the history of the 14 playoff to go 15 and 0 and win a national title. That is correct. Okay, just making sure. 
So I do think yeah. setting a tone in, in the spring matters. I, I mean, we talked about this before, but it's one less thing that the coaches have to do. Anytime that your team is a player-led organization, it's just going to go farther. There's yeah. the belief that there's the want to. They have the investment to put it in. I, I think this is going to be a very motivated group. Now, a lot of things have to happen. I mean, you know, you don't just win on motivation. You win on hard work. You win on in June and Ju- or June and July when you're in the the weight room and you're at the stadium running and you're you're with your your teammates and you're really putting in all the effort. And then you you know you got to do it on the field. You got to execute. You got to listen to your coaches. You've got to get better as the season goes along. It's a lot of things go into it. But I, I, I've, I've been around some teams where spring ball just felt ho-hum and blah and whatever, and you just want to just get through it and start your summer. I, I, I don't think that's the sense around this program right now today. And I'm glad you said it the way you did there at the end to just get to the summer. I mean, Brad, we, we talked about it. There was a couple years ago where the team wasn't as motivated in the offseason. I think that's been well documented. We've had those conversations. Yeah. If you're this fired up to start spring ball at the end of February, think about how fired up you're going to be to be self-motivated to go do the skills and drills, to go put the work in in the summer when no one's watching, when the coaches aren't telling you what to do. Yep. Because that, when all that work is put in, that's on the players. Yeah, I I do think leadership is a word that we use too much at times, and we try to to make an argument about something occurring one way or the other based on good or bad leadership. I, I understand that. But I, I don't think anyone who's played the game, and I've talked to a lot of people who played it at this level and higher, but your point about in Landon's, when it's player-led, it's just different. It permeates through everything. By, by player-led, I don't mean like, you know, rah-rah and jumping around, and ch- but being the ones who say, no, guys, we're not going to practice like crap today. Okay, stop. Cut it out. Let's do something positive today. You know, like th- that kind of thing. Like just and you don't have to say those words. Sometimes it's your actions that speak way louder. But I think that that does matter in terms of of how you want to set a tone for a season. And you need the players to be the ones who are leading the charge, like you said, where the coaches don't have to bring the. There's nothing. There's nothing harder to coach than when you've got to bring the energy. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. I mean. Right, growing up, you you played on teams. You remember being out of practices, and the coach has to spend half of it just yelling at you and motivating yeah. you, trying to get you to do something. Yeah. And you're just, I don't want to, you know. Oh, I I remember plenty of you know basketball practices where just everybody's tired. And you're just going through the motions, and there's no energy. And then like one play would happen, or the coach would get on one dude for not doing something, and it would spark everybody. And now all of a sudden, the energy's there. And you're, you're pressing a lot harder. I mean, yeah, but then, but then all the time you just wasted because you yeah. weren't doing it. But yeah. if the players are setting that tone coming out the gate, you're not wasting any of the moments you have out on these practice fields. Yeah. And I, I think that's what they're trying to do. And it also doesn't hurt to have 15 early enrollees for their first practice to see that kind of a tone be set. Yeah. This is what Clemson is. This is how we're going to do things here. And I, I would think that the defense is going to be leading the energy a lot this year. That would be my guess, that they are so they, – they want they, – to me, that's where the, all the energy is going. Not all, but that's where a lot of the energy is going to come from. They're going to challenge this offense every day. And I, th- I think Wes Gooden was on one of the things he's really done a good job at is, you know, we, we, we all thought Wes was just a little too quiet, a little too mild-mannered because Venables was just like hair on fire every second right, yeah. kind of guy. 
And so I think we just We assume, punished him because he wasn't Brent Venables. Yeah. Have you seen a lack of fire? Did you see a lack of fire last year from from that group? I mean, they've they figured out Wes's personality and he's figured out how he can, you know, have some sort of energy there, what however it may be. But these these guys are I don't I don't think the defense lacks energy anymore. No. None one bit. And if you're if you think you're lacking it, all you need to do is turn on any Clemson football video that includes Nick Eason and Chris Rumpf, and there, there's your energy right there. Yep. Yeah. You know, I was thinking for a second Chris about... Chris going to bring some energy. <laughs> yeah, he is. <laughs> I was thinking again a little bit about the Peter Woods playing at, at end, and we talked about that potential front four of DeMonte Capehart, Peyton Page, TJ Parker, and Peter Woods. How much better is this going to make Matt Luke in that offensive line? It's a pretty good group you know, to go it, against, yeah. You're going to be putting in a lot of work, a lot of battles, and that's going to be one of the best defensive lines in the country this yeah. year. Should be. On paper, but, you know, as we sit here on February 29th. Man, it's it's kind of hard for me to say that trying to block T.J. Parker and Peter Woods and Devontae Capehart and Peyton Page for, you know, 15 practices is going to make you worse. That's impossible. Like that's not, it's just it's impossible. Yeah. You're not you're not going to face a lot of those guys, those kind of guys, you know, week in and week out. You will week one. Oh yeah, yeah. You're you're going to see that kind of that that kind of talent up front, uh, right out the gate. So this is a good preparation for both sides. Absolutely. Uh, it's going to be. I think I think it's going to be a pretty pretty intriguing, like heated spring for Clemson football. I think I think there's a lot of guys that want to improve. I think there's a lot of guys that. To me, it's different when you like when when you don't meet your expectations as a team, and it happens because you fell apart late in the year. I just think that's a vastly different feel than hey, we ride to the ship and we had some success. We had a terrible end of September and and in October, but man, did we figure it out in in November and at the, in in the bowl game and the confidence and the belief that carries and permeates throughout a team. I said it doesn't mean anything when the ball snapped against Georgia. Yeah. But in terms of the work you've got to put in, it gives you just a little bit of an edge, some extra motivation. It should. If you're a competitor and you want to play at this level and higher, then then absolutely it should. So I thought that was interesting what, what Coach Sweeney had to say and why he was a little little tardy to yesterday's uh, meeting with the media. I don't think he should apologize for that. If his team's fired up and you're having a spirited conversation, you have that until it's over. We'll gladly wait. <laughs> I don't. I don't blame a coach one bit uh, for that. Now, I also wasn't in the room, so I wasn't sitting around having no wait. It's a little self-serving, right? When I don't have to be there. Uh, but still, uh, good. Good start there. From a, that, to me, that just shows a good start from a mentality standpoint. Yeah, and like, and like we said a lot yesterday, nothing's going to be decided yesterday, but you got to start somewhere. Yeah, I, I know we spend so much time in the offseason, an enormous amount of time. And and rightfully so. I'm not I'm not opposed to it. We just spent we spend so, so much time about what went wrong, how it doesn't go wrong again, how do you fix it? Why is this guy not developed? Why is that guy not getting better? What do you do here? What about this? I, we we do that so much. Eh, every once in a while, why not look at some positives? I think it's okay to do that. I think it's fair. I think it's balanced. You can go too far with it, sure. But nothing wrong with sharing a little little positivity on John's birthday. That's what we're here to do. 
654-ROAR. You want to get in when we come back? We'll go straight to the phone lines. Don't go anywhere. I'm Rick Davis with the Davis Law Group. I was born and raised in Greenville, attended Clemson University, and graduated in 1981. I've had the pleasure and the honor of assisting people in the upstate who may have been injured on the job or in a car wreck or through some other hazardous condition and cherish the many relationships and friendships that I've had with the clients over the years. What we do is we try to help the client find a path forward. Contact us at davis.law. We'll be glad to talk to you and see how we can help. The Pendleton Tire Company wants you to have as strong a tire as you are. The Michelin Defender LTX is ready for the tough jobs and the long hauls. It holds up to tough conditions and will keep you rolling strong with confidence. Give Zach or Joey a call at 864-646-3694. Michelin Tires and the Pendleton Tire Company, a winning combination since 1973. Call them today and be sure to check them out at PendletonTire.com. I'm Eddie Bennett. Bennett Equipment is your premier independent local construction equipment rental and sales source. With three locations in the upstate and one in North Georgia, our Takeuchi lineup of track loaders, excavators, and wheel loaders, and full line of attachments are ready to make your jobs easy. So don't settle for less. Choose the best with Bennett and Takeuchi. Proudly supplying equipment in our region for 24 years. When you need equipment in the upstate or North Georgia, buy it or rent it from Bennett. Spring is knocking on our door, so get into a Landscaper Supply location for your home needs on the lawn, on the patio, and around your home. It's where pros and homeowners shop for the best brands, the best solutions, and the best service. Buy a gas grill and get free gas for a year. Have premium quality mulch, soil, stone, or sand delivered right to your home with their Mulch Made Easy Scoop It There It Is program. Seven locations in the upstate, a better experience for homeowners and pros alike. Landscaper Supply. Clemson's new music venue, The Basement, presents Nashville recording artist Trey Lewis live on Friday, March 8th. Doors open at 7 p.m. and show starts at 9. Don't miss Trey Lewis at The Basement. 21 and over, located behind It's Your Wiener Restaurant and Bar. Get your tickets now at thebasementclemson.com. Nashville recording artist Trey Lewis at The Basement in Clemson, Friday, March 8th. Don't miss it. Some days I cover up because of my moderate to severe plaque psoriasis. Now I'm hitting the road with clearer skin thanks to Sky Rizzy, Rizm Kism of Rizza, a prescription only 150 milligram injection for adults who are candidates for systemic or phototherapy. With Sky Rizzy, three out of four people achieved 90% clearer skin at four months. And Sky Rizzy is just four doses a year after two starter doses. Don't use if allergic to Sky Rizzi. Serious allergic reactions and an increased risk of infections or a lower ability to fight them may occur. Before treatment, your doctor should check for infection and tuberculosis. Tell your doctor if you have an infection or symptoms, such as fever, sweats, chills, muscle aches, or cough, or if you plan to or recently received a vaccine. Thanks to Sky Rizzi, there's nothing on my skin, and that means everything. your doctor today about Sky Rizzi, the number one dermatologist prescribed biologic in psoriasis. And visit SkyRizzi.com or call 1-866-SKY-RIZZI to learn more. Your flagship station for Clemson men's basketball. 105.5 and 97.5. We are the Roar, where every day is game day. It was a beautiful day. 
back here live on the Roar Press Box with Brad and John. Thanks for joining us today. Hour one continues on. You want to get in six five four Roar. Jason Priester coming up hour two. Get our, get some thoughts from him uh, as he was at practice yesterday. We'll talk some more Clemson football. We'll do some basketball. A lot to do on a busy show. Let's go to the phone lines six five four seven six two seven. Jim in Seneca is up first today. Hey Jim. Yes. How you doing? Doing well. Good, 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 good. Uh, and it's June, not Jim. <laughs> ah, June. Okay, thank you. Yeah, yeah. I just want to weigh in on Peter Woods and everything. But I mean, yes, uh, I'm, I'm absolutely with you, man. I mean, he's a good player, man. He's re- very athletic. <clears throat> but uh, I think he got a lot to work on in the mental part. I mean, he he got the full motor. He has a full motor, and he don't know how to choke his motor right yet. He needs to work on that because he's getting upfield and losing contain on a lot of plays I've seen this year. Okay. And um once he learns to get that down, and I, I think he'll be all right. Yeah, I think at the, especially at the defensive end part. Yeah, yeah. That that actually maybe helps him a little bit more at a defensive end than, than defensive tackle. Because if if you lose contain a defensive tackle, you could probably give him a bigger play. But um Yeah. I think I think he'll I think that's an experience thing. I think it's a coachable thing. Yeah, I think I think you're on something that he'll have no problem uh, improving that, right, right. I say coaching can fix that. Uh, like you say, uh, like even that linebacker in the middle, like you gotta be slow, fast. I don't know if you kind of get that concept. Yeah. It's called slow, fast. So yeah. you know you gotta be fast and slow at the same time. You know to, to be able to process what the offense is doing. That's a great point. You know? Yep. So what, what, like, like I said, coaching to fix that. Yeah, I agree, June. Good stuff. Yeah. Thank you for calling today. Thank you. Thank you. Take care. Yeah, I, th- I think that makes a lot of sense. That spot on call there agree 100%. And I, I think you're right there. I think that the defensive end coaching will help that. Because you're right, if you don't break down as a defensive end and you just you're going full speed like that all the time, people are going to run right past you. Yeah, the, there's times to do that, but then a lot of there's more times you don't do that than you do it. I mean, obviously 3rd and 14 and, and they're Oh, 3rd and 14, <laughs> go go get it, but you know, first and ten, second and eight, you got to be able to handle multiple responsibilities. Yeah, yeah. So that's um, that's a great point there. I agree. I think it was a good, very good call. Uh, but I think Peter Woods is going to to figure it out quicker than not. But that is you know, June's point there. That is such a coachable thing. What go back to last spring and 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 summer, and Coach Winnie was. Remember, he was asked about, "Do you feel good about putting Peter Woods out there?" He's like, oh, uh, "Yeah, why would I not put Peter Woods out there?" It's like he's got to go play. He's got to figure some things out, you know, just in his in his mind, figure some things out. Yeah. But, you know, physically, there's never been an issue. But you, it takes experience. He, As talented as he is, it's based a lot on his physical ability. You have to learn the nuances of the game. He's got, he's getting those opportunities. you got to refine your craft. Yeah, he got, he got better as the year went on, too. And oh, he'll yeah. continue to do that with some good coaching too. You know what? I mean, look, no no offense to, to whatsoever to coach Eason cuz Nick Eason's a, a phenomenal coach. But it might help him to get almost like double coached here, right? Like he's going to move over to work with uh Chris Rumpmore now at defensive end, so he's he's going to kind of get he got the coaching from Eason, he'll probably still receive some of that. And now he's got Rump to to really help him out who's helped a lot of guys get to the league, including his son and helping a lot of guys in the league continue success in the league yeah so i think i think that's that's another i think real positive move henry defensive end is i think that extra coaching will will certainly help him 
Uh, so we'll see what happens uh, with that move. Is it too early to talk about production over there with him? Do you kind of want to wait? And... Yeah. At least we'll, once we have Jason on. <laughs> <laughs> are you are you penciling in double digit sacks for Peter Woods right now? Uh, not yet. Okay, not yet. All right, fair enough. There, we'll we'll come back to that. We have between now and the end of August to project uh, sack totals. Fair enough. Let's get to some other news. We got we get we'll still continue to come to football throughout this hour and hour number two. But I did want to uh, make note of this that happened this morning. South Carolina hired a wide receivers coach again. Again. Their, this is their third wide receiver coach in, what, three weeks? Something like that? Um, or, well, I, I guess I should say, yeah, yeah, I'd, I'd say about, about three weeks, something like that. Mike Fury, who was at Limestone, he spent a lot of time in the NFL, uh, and he's also been head coach at Limestone up there in Gaffney a couple of times, was named the new wide receivers coach at South Carolina, uh, his contract was approved early this morning, and he takes over for the long-running veteran South Carolina coach, James Coley, who <laughs> who didn't even finish the cup of coffee before he was out the door. So uh, in out goes Coley earlier this week, back to Georgia. In comes Fury to take over at South Carolina. Any thoughts on that? Seems like a good hire. NFL wide receiver? Fairy, I should say. It's fairy. actually fairy. Yeah, I'm sorry. But that, I, I think, you know, everything I've read this morning seems like it's going to be a good hire. I will say the best part about this, though, is his replacement in Limestone. Jericho Cotri <laughs> of NC State fame. Man, uh, I would say New York Jets fame. Boy, I don't know. I don't know which organization I'd rather be tied to. NC uh, State or the Jets <laughs> He doesn't need to catch that straight. I, I, I'm joking. I, I I liked him as a receiver. I, I thought Cotri was a, was a really good player. Oh yeah. Uh, probably had him on my fantasy team a couple of times just to, just to rack up some PPR. Caught everything. Yeah, he was a, he was a great PPR guy. He would he he'd get seven eight catches. He might only have fifty yards, but he had seven or eight catches for you. And he was big time. You know, possession receiver. He, he wasn't gonna burn you. Didn't deep. need to. Didn't need to. A good route runner and held on to everything, like you said. So uh, that's how I remember his career. But that's interesting, isn't it? That he's going to be. Oh yeah, he's moving up. <laughs> what was the? Uh, let me make sure I get the quote right here from um, Zach Barnett of Football Scoop. Respect to Limestone College for their commitment to building their football program exclusively through 2000s NFL wide receivers. Respect. <laughs> um, <laughs> this is going to sound so mean, but. Ferry fits in perfect to South Carolina. He started out at, at Ohio State before he transferred to Northern Iowa. I thought you were going to sprinkle in a transfer to Florida State somewhere in there. Uh, no, no, he doesn't have he, he doesn't know the road to Tallahassee as yet. well as some others yet. Yeah, yet. Uh, but uh, he he played, give him time. He played at Ohio State and then he transferred to Northern Iowa and became a three time All American there. He had a very good at collegiate career and then played in the NFL. Um, played with the Colts, the Rams, the Lions, the Commanders, back when they weren't called the Commanders. <laughs> uh, called, he had, he had oh, 2,300 yards and seven touchdowns in his NFL careers. A lot of guys had never approached anything like that. Don't come close to that, yeah. Yeah, so congratulations uh, to South Carolina for getting a uh, 
An, another wide receiver coach. They're third in three weeks. Third time's the charm, Brad. Third time's the charm. This one's going to work this, out. This is the one. This is the one. This is the one. It's not going to leave them high and dry. No. At least not yet. At least not in February. Not until Limestone comes calling yeah. again. <laughs> Says you can't go home. Uh, yeah, wow. All right, let's go to the phone lines again. Mike and Anderson's up next. Hey, Mike, how are you? Good morning. Doing well. Thanks, Brad. I had a couple of questions about the uh, what you guys are talking about. And you were talking about West Goodwin. I think everybody would agree. I saw major improvement in last year's defense from his first year. And that's to be expected. He has to uh, – your players have got to get used to the coach. Coach got to know the players. You say that, Mike. Say, not to, Sorry to cut you off. You say that, but you know how many people didn't believe that this time last year, even though I preached it each and every day, that it's like anything else. You're going to get better at your job the more you do it. But Yes, sir. I, and I and they did. They did. He made a major improvement, I think. But one thing I noticed, or I, I just, it just hit me in the offseason, is I watched the Tiger defense last year. I'd watch them, and I'd say, now this is the Tiger defense I'm used to. But there was something missing that I couldn't put my finger on. And then a couple of weeks ago, I was reading an article in the uh, Athletic. I don't know if it was Daniel Shirley that wrote it or whoever. And during Venable's tenure, and a lot of that has to do with players, I understand but he was either in the top five, top ten every year or number one every year for uh, tackles for loss, uh, quarterback sacks, hurries, and all of that. And they ranked 32nd uh, last year in that category. Is that something that's coachable that can be you can improve it? Or is that just a matter of uh, our Jimmy's and Joe's? I'll put it that way. Mm, that's a good question. I. I mean, obviously, it could be it could be either or, or technically, could be both too. But I don't know. I, it's some of it as an emphasis type of thing, and some of it really is your personnel. Like maybe you just don't have a personnel that's going to create as many uh, havoc plays as as other seasons. Uh, I, th- I think a lot of that can be determined too by what you're doing up front with your tackles and what you're asking them to do, uh, and then the linebackers sliding in. It it just sort of depends on I. I I lean more towards it being scheme when you're when you consistently recruit at a high level, if that makes sense. Okay, okay. But w- would you agree that uh, if they make as much improvement this year from last year as the as they did last year from the year before, the defense ought to be pretty doggone salty, correct? Yeah, yeah. I I, I do agree. Um, I I think they got a lot of depth that you know a lot of young players that played last year to build. Some of that depth, and some of those guys are going to play for an, at least another year or two uh, before they can even move on to the pros as it is. So they've they've got you know, to get some real cohesiveness. So I expect there to be some improvement in some of those categories and some saltiness, like you said. Uh, it's it's just you know Brent Venables always said this that when he sat down to put together his defense, he never used the previous year to base anything okay. he wanted to do. Like he he said it was like. He, he, the way he described it was he would tear up the napkin that he wrote out the defense on and and just get a whole new napkin and start over. He never wanted to sort of let his preconceived uh, notions or biases from the previous season dictate what he was going to do the next season. And so I, I think that a lot of coaches kind of adhere to that. So I, I can't tell you exactly 
you know, what the, you know, the focus is going to be per se, but I, I there's a lot of guys going to be flying around. So I, I think some of those numbers you're talking about will come up. Okay. And one more question. I hang up and listen on the, uh, I've heard a couple of hosts, you, and I think, uh, I believe Walt talked about it yesterday. I think it was Walt. Maybe it was Mickey uh, talking about Cape Hart in the rotation. Is Cape Hart not suspended? Is he is he in spring practice? He What's is, his status? Yeah, according to Coach Sweeney yesterday, Demonte Cape Hart, uh, after the the incident where he was pulled over and a gun was found in the car, he is participating in the spring and he will be uh, disciplined internally. Whatever that. When they okay. when they say that they give you no specifics, so it'll be uh, internal discipline, uh, and we'll just you know have to you know, as far as I know there's there's, there's nothing we're going to find out about probably in terms of discipline. Okay, that's pretty much common in college football now. Uh, most times when a player does get in trouble, unless it's something really heinous, it's uh, I, I get you. Okay, yeah. well that's all I had. I yeah. thank you for taking thank my you, call. Thank you, Mike. Appreciate you getting in. Yeah, it's. There's sometimes a player gets in trouble. It's beyond a, a, a coach or a school. You know, it's it's legal. Um, and from all the reports, Kpar is going through PTI pretrial intervention uh, to to avoid you know getting a charge on his on his record. So um, the legal stuff will take care of itself outside of the football program. So I think that's why there's also university policies and stuff that are in there as well. Yeah, yeah. We don't you know we're not privy to all the information. We only know what what we're getting basically from. Uh, from Coach Sweeney on that, as far as we know, you know, there's there's nothing else to to, to really get into. Noble Johnson also going to be um, disciplined internally, according to Coach Sweeney, after he was involved in a reckless driving incident uh, last week, I think it was, or week the last before. couple weeks, yeah. Uh, that was the other news in terms of a personnel from that that standpoint. Uh, I don't, I really don't have any thoughts on that. You know, that's we we, we don't have a lot of information. You know? Yeah, <laughs> we had the police report from Capehart, but that's really about all we know. Uh, yeah, so we'll uh, no need to, to speculate on it or. Oh no no, yeah. no I'm, I'm not going to do that. Um, Noble Johnson is out, but right Coach now. Sweeney said he's not suspended. Correct, he's just out because of the car wreck, right? Uh, that he was in, and Coach Sweeney said young people do dumb things from time to time. You know what? Older people do too. <laughs> not pointing any fingers. Birthday boy, what? Just be careful tonight. Don't don't, don't go. <laughs> you got a show to do tomorrow. Remember, you're not you're not twenty one. You didn't turn twenty one today. You turn nine. You're not even allowed to go out tonight. <laughs> Bedtime is at eight thirty. John, you have no problem. I won't fight that. <laughs> I was gonna say <laughs> you're like eight thirty. Yeah, let's go. <laughs> Isn't it funny? The older you get, like you're happy to go to bed. Yes. Absolutely. I can't wait. Going to bed at 8.30. I did that for over two years when I did the Mickey Plyler show every day. That was just a regular occurrence. You didn't have a choice there yeah. if you wanted to function the next day. Exactly. Uh, are you working tonight? No, I'm not. Okay, good. So you get to celebrate your birthday. Yes. Family, friends. Is it, is it going to be a big occasion? No, it is not. <laughs> what? Are you not going to invite all the listeners over for a tailgate? No, I am not. What? We can throw you the best party you've ever had for a nine-year-old. It'd be amazing. Good. I'm putting uh, Chad the Mailman in charge of snacks. Absolutely not. <laughs> All he needs you to send him send me your address. He'll be over uh, around okay. around no. six ish. That's okay. I, we have a very good uh, mail person that delivers to our house. We're we're, we're covered there. All right, all right. I try. I, I don't need to see a postal truck with a bear sticker on my property. That's just that. No, that'll hurt the value of my home. 
When we come back, uh, let's hit on a couple of the injury updates Coach Sweeney gave to some personnel. We'll have Jason Priester on an hour or two to discuss some of that as well. Uh, we'll go back over what happened in college basketball last night, start setting the stage for uh, this weekend, and we'll spend a lot of time uh, tomorrow, I think, on the South Carolina-Clemson baseball series. It gets underway tomorrow down in Columbus. Looking forward to that. So uh, stay tuned. Plenty more to come here uh, on the roar uh, when we kick off hour number two. Uh, 654 Roar, you want to get after this. WCCP-FM 105.5, Clemson, Greenville-Anderson, WAHT-AM 1560, Cowpens, 97.5, Spartanburg. We are the Roar. Serving delicious meals at a fair price for over 50 years, Wendy's commitment to good done right is unwavering. For decades, they've served up great deals to feed the whole family. And nowadays, they're bringing you breakfast favorites, the pretzel baconator, the biggie bag, and you can't forget the frosty, all available to order in the palm of your hands with the Wendy's app. Doing the right thing in the right way is the Wendy's way. 